Mr. Vice President, when did you stop beating your wife? You know, I watched the debate, and I will admit, those of you who are friends with me on the Facebook, as it were, probably saw my post on there. I was getting mighty upset with the president. I was becoming a little a little hot under the collar with all of the interruptions that were happening. And um, kind of got me upset because, in my opinion, this is me speaking, this is not me speaking on behalf of anyone else. In my opinion, Joe Biden is showing significant signs of mental cognitive decline. You know, I had family members who suffered from mental illness. And um, I'm seeing the effects on Joe Biden. I'm not saying that he was always a smart individual. The man is really not that great of a person. I know a lot of people like to condemn our president, but, you know, whenever I think about somebody who plagiarizes time and time and time again and actually lies, I know a lot of people disagree with the president, but there's a difference between exaggerating or telling a tall tale and completely lying. When you say that you graduated in the top third of your class, when you actually were in the 70s out of 80 people, that is a lie. That's not a stretch of the imagination. That is a complete false, a complete and utter falsehood. So I listened to the debates and I'm getting upset because our president is interrupting time and time again. But here's a few things that perhaps you aren't aware of. For one, Joe Biden has had how long to prepare for these debates? He's been in his basement hiding like a, uh, like a 35-year-old uh, man-child. He's staying at home in his parents' basement. Nobody sees him. He doesn't see the light of day. If he does come out, it's during the day. Um, <laughs> I guess I just contradicted myself there. He doesn't come out at night. I've heard the term uh, sundowner syndrome which might actually be something he suffers from. There are some people who, whenever it gets later in the evening, their mental capacity declines. And there is some speculation that he might be suffering for something of that sort. And people might say that it's not fair for me to bring that up, but you know what? The left did that to Ronald Reagan years ago. Ronald Reagan suffered from uh, the effects of Alzheimer's later on in life. And for those of you who have never dealt with that, um, you know, I, you're very fortunate because it absolutely kills the family. It doesn't hurt the person who has the disease, but it hurts the family that they love. But I digress. I made this post. I'm coming on here and making this recording because I am hearing, once again, the left is trying to make a case where there is no case. They asked the president, do you disavow do you disavow white supremacists? Time and time again, they're trying to make this president into something he is not. You know, people can say what they will about the president. They do. But he is not a racist. Have you seen pictures of him with Al Sharpton, with Jesse Jackson, with all sorts of left-leaning um, people of color, as they like to say? I, I call people black not everybody who's black is from Africa. Not everybody is of African descent. Uh, it's very simply, it's 
I would like to just call them Americans, but I guess, you know, according to the left, we need to, we need to label everybody. So if we're going to label everybody, let's, let's at least do it honestly. But I listened to them say that, well, you need to denounce David Duke. You need to denounce the Proud Boys. You need to denounce these people and this group and that group and this group. Well, sooner or later, you shouldn't have to disavow every single thing. He has been disavowing David Duke, the Klan, and other groups. And I have a post that I just shared. It's over 17 times he disavowed those people. How many times does he have to continue to do it? You know, there's a there's a South Park episode. I don't watch South Park. I will admit I did whenever I was younger, but I'm not a fan of um, I'm not a fan of the profanity, frankly. I don't I don't think profanity is funny. I don't think it's cute. I don't think it's attractive. I think it's it's gross. It's despicable, and I'm not a fan of it. But there was a episode where. Uh, <laughs> Where somebody on there said, apologize. That's right, apologize. You know, kiss the ring, apologize. Kneel down, kiss my shoes, apologize. And that's that's where we're getting to. We're getting to the point where if the president doesn't come into the room and just say, well, first off, before I get started, let me just tell you I'm not a racist. Why should he have to do that? People are generally not racist. Men are generally not rapists. I think we're getting to the point in this world where people feel the need to tell everybody what they're not. You know, we have a political party that held up a known racist, and they still do to this day. I was listening to an interview between uh, Cuomo and my favorite senator, Senator Ted Cruz, and Cuomo was on the record talking about the Enlightenment that Byrd, Senator Robert Byrd, had coming to uh, coming to grips with his racism and, and rising above it. Well, he used some terms that most people wouldn't use. Um, most people don't use the N-word. We're told not to use it. He felt very comfortable using it. Um, you know, I you can say what you will about me, you can say what you will about him, but I was never in the clan. I never intended intended to be in the clan. I never intended to hate people based upon the color of their skin. There are plenty of reasons to hate people. To me, the color of somebody's skin is not a reason. I hate people who and I hate to use the word hate. Uh I dislike, severely dislike people who um who decide to leech off the system. I severely despise people who aren't willing to go out and work for what they have. They would rather steal from somebody else. I hate the idea of a thief. I hate the idea of someone who is not willing to put in the effort. You know, I, I, I hate the people who want to take the shortcuts. I enjoy and appreciate the people who are willing to put in the hours. I've had people tell me before, Kevin, I couldn't do what you do. I I just couldn't work those hours. Sure you could. It's that you don't want to. And in the grand scheme of things, it works for me as well, just the other way around. I tell people I couldn't lose that kind of weight, and they say, sure you can. You're just not willing to go through what it is you need to go through to do it. We're at a point in time where we want to place the blame on everyone else, except that's not how it should be. You know, was it... Was it, it wasn't Roosevelt. Um, 
<laughs> I'm trying to think of our president. The buck stops here. Uh, Eisenhower, I believe, had the sign, the buck stops here on his desk. That's where we all need to be. The buck stops here. I'm not going to pass the blame. I messed up. I dropped to the ball. I failed, and I'll do better next time. That's what we should be striving for. What we shouldn't be doing is trying to find wee little games to play to put somebody else down to make ourselves feel better about ourselves. And that's what the left is doing. You look at this debate, as I said before, I was upset that Trump kept interrupting, but let me tell you what he was trying to do. And I can't take credit for this. I have to give the credit for this to Michael Berry. I share a lot of Michael Berry's material, but I love the way that he thinks. Here you have a lawyer who is very, very logical. He is very thorough. He is very well thought out in his in his ideas and understanding of the political system. And he's absolutely right. What you have is a president who went into this debate who has been attacked for three plus years. He has been investigated by the FBI. He has had the CIA looking into his background. He has had all of these organizations spying on him as a candidate and as president. Now, all of you can talk about how you would act in the same situation, but you've never been in that situation. I've never been investigated by the FBI. I've never been the subject of these false allegations. And the sad thing is, if you really look at what's going on, the left has accused him of the very things that the left has done. Chris Wallace, who everybody for some reason believes did a fantastic job, Chris Wallace ended up carrying the water for Joe Biden. He didn't make Joe Biden answer the question regarding the three and a half million dollars that his son got. Instead, Joe Biden talks about his son, Bo, who has passed away. Now, that being said, I thank Vice President Biden for his son's service. You know, there are presidents who don't serve in the military. There are presidents whose children don't serve in the military. So I appreciate the fact that his son, Bo, served, and I am sorry for his son, Bo's loss. But make no mistake, Hunter Biden is not a good person. And I'm not just saying that because he was a drug addict. I'm saying that because he had children out of wedlock, and then he didn't take care of those children. He was forced by the judge in a certain case, I forget where it was, maybe Arkansas, he was, or Alabama perhaps, he was forced by the judge to pay child support. This is not a good person. We have a lot of people out there who are holding water for him. They're, they're holding him up as being this good person. He's not a good person. And frankly, the way I understand, he never had a job until his dad was president, vice president rather. Here we have a guy who was getting paid by Burisma for his knowledge of the oil and gas industry in Ukraine when the man's never held a job before. Here we have a man who is working with other people's sons um, in different capacities. We have him getting paid money from China. You know, there is pay for play going on. The left talks about pay for play. Oh, it's going on. It went on with the Clinton Foundation. It's gone on with all sorts of these people. And if you really want to get down into the, the meat and the potatoes of what's going on here, there's a book by uh, Peter Schweitzer, I believe, that talks about people on the left. They talk about the Biden family. You wouldn't believe how corrupt the Biden family is. But yet, what did you hear Mike Malloy talk about? The Bush crime family. 
That's what Michael Malloy, that puke, talked about, the Bush crime family. You know, I had my issues with President Bush, but I'll tell you one thing. The man loved and loves this country. His father loved and loves this country. I, I can't stand when these people, these people come out and they slander and they demonize and they put others down. It doesn't help their cause. It doesn't make them into a better person. It makes me despise them as human beings. You know, this debate, if you look at what was happening, you had a president who has not been able to do his job for three and a half years. He has been fought at every step of the way, even though he was rightly elected president. You have people on the left who are trying to get rid of the Electoral College. You have Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who the left holds up as being this wonderful person who has been responsible for the murders of millions of children, by the way, through Roe versus Wade, which should have never been passed in the first place. They hold her up as being this saint when she was not. I will say she maybe did some good things during the course of her life. But I tell you what, I wouldn't want the stain of millions of children under my, on, on my soul. I wouldn't want that. But that's what she's going to have to answer for. She's going to speak to the Almighty, to the righteous judge, to the one righteous judge, and we all will. And I hope whenever that day comes, I'll have a better answer for the reasons for the things that I did. We're all going to have to answer for our sins, and she will as well. But here's the thing that kind of gets me upset about the whole situation. Here's a judge, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who sat on the seat for years and years, and she died. She was not going to give up that seat. She died in that seat, not literally, figuratively. She was not going anywhere, but she decided that her political beliefs were more important than her family, and that's a shame. She is willing to put her political beliefs ahead of her family, spending time with the people who love her. And that is my complaint with Biden. Biden should have been staying home, spending time with family, and enjoying the later years of his life. Instead, his family is drunk for power. They are absolutely enamored with the idea of being in political office. And they're going to hold him up just like Weekend at Bernie's for as long as they can so that they can get into office. But you know the sad thing? Joe Biden won't last long in office. The man, as I said, is showing significant signs of mental cognitive decline. He is not mentally all there. He has had some mental slip-ups in, in, uh, over the years, but it's getting worse and worse as time goes by. Kamala Harris will be president if Joe Biden is elected president. And that is what scares me the most. You have someone who is on the far, far left and you have not only someone on the far left, but you have other people on the extreme left to the socialist and communist side, such as Bernie Sanders, who are crafting the ideas behind Joe Biden's campaign. Oh yes, you can talk about how unpresidential the president was, but I can assure you that if you were in the same position he was, where you've had media demonizing you every day of your presidency and beforehand, if you had them talking about how the stock market was going to tank under his watch, even though it's skyrocketed. If you had the people out there, the naysayers, these Republican weenies on our side, who are Republican in name only, they're rhinos. They're people who, they don't espouse the Republican conservative beliefs. People like John McCain, who passed away. People like John McCain, who 
allowed universal health care, supposedly, to come into being, who allowed Obamacare to stay when it should have been canceled, who forced millions of people who enjoyed their coverage and were able to afford their coverage to have to take coverage that was not as good and cost much, much more. You're making men pay for the services that would be attributed to women, even though men are not women. We live in a society today where people are telling us that men are women if they want to be. It's not the case. Biologically, men and women are different. You can believe what you want to believe. You can say gender is, is not a thing. It's a social construct. But if you look at the pelvic bone of a man and the pelvic bone of a woman, they are completely different. And there's a reason they're different. Men are not made to, to have children. Men are made to, to do heavy lifting. They're made to do, uh, to do work as far as physical labor. The body is built for that. That is what they are made for. Women are not made for that to the same extent. They are created for children, for child rearing. It's completely different. We just have a diabolical decision to make here. Um, maybe that's not the right word. We have a very serious decision to make here. We have people who really want to put Biden in power. They don't care why. They don't care why they attack the president. They don't care what case it is that they make against him. They're just going to throw out allegations. They're throwing pickles at the wall to see what sticks. That's their goal. They're just going to see what they can do. So it doesn't matter that he's denounced David Duke and the and the uh, white supremacists and groups of that sort. It doesn't matter that he's done that over 16, 17 times. If he didn't do it this time, then, then that means that he agrees with him. That's where we are today, so that's the, that's the case they're going to throw out. And people who I thought were smart enough to know better will fall for it, I guess. But that's just where we are. It's a sad state in our affairs whenever we have to choose between someone who actually loves our country, someone who wants law and order, someone who stands for our flag and what we believe in, and somebody else who is willing to say that Antifa is just, a, it's just a, an idea, it's not a movement. Oh, it absolutely is a movement. It's a terrorist organization, just like the KKK is. It's a terrorist organization that should be completely destroyed and dismantled. And every single one of those pukes who engages in it should be, um, should be severely punished for their time in it. All the money for that organization should be confiscated. And every single one of those people should be in jail. Although I hate to put them in jail because, frankly, I don't want to feed, clothes, and house them. House them. I think that if, uh, if they believe it's so wonderful in these socialist and communist countries, then perhaps we could work out a deal where we could, uh, we could drop ship them somewhere else in the world. You know, maybe other countries would like to have a little bit of immigration as well. Well, guys, sorry to rant, but I am absolutely, absolutely blown away, I guess is the term that I could use. I'm blown away that some people would believe what they believe. I'm so blown away that people can be so naive as to not pay attention to what's going on and to think that and to think that our president is uh, is just out there just being a racist every day. I I, I don't I want to say I don't understand it, but I do. I understand that you have some people who are so worried about political power and control of other people that they are perfectly willing to say and do whatever it takes to get back in office. 
and that's why they need to be destroyed. Not only do they need to be beat at the ballot box, they need to be humiliated. They need to be completely shut down in every respect of the word. They need to know that they are not in the majority, that the majority of Americans are good, hardworking people who love their family. They love their wife. They love their husband. They love their children. They care about this nation. They love our military. They care about other people. They care about their church family, about their job. They care about their friends and family, those whom they love. They're willing to fight and die for those things. They're willing to lay down their life for the things that they believe are important. That is what I love about this country. It's not the fact that we can give this money to this group. It's not the fact that we can get down on a knee and hold hands and talk about how horrible of people we are. We've all made mistakes. So please don't tell me that you're righteous. You know, the Bible tells us that there are none righteous, no, not one. So I really wish some people would get off their high horse. But be that as it may, here we are. Here we are, and I'll just sit back and laugh because these people ought to know better. They ought to know better, but they don't. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be a very interesting month, and I am looking forward to this election series, uh, to this election cycle, rather. It's going to be a very, very interesting time in our country, and we're going to see, we're going to see where everybody stands. Because this is the first election of my life that it's come down to, do you really want socialists, communists in office? Do you really want to embrace the ideals of of countries that are our enemies? Do you want to go that route? Or do you want to stand for what our founding fathers believed? You can believe what you believe, and I will believe what I believe. And whenever it comes to me, I believe that there was a bit of There was a bit of, what is the word I'm thinking of? (laughs) I have to apologize. I can't think of the word. I think that it was, I'm not going to say holy, but I, I think that we were blessed by God. I'll put it that way. I think that this country was indeed blessed by God at one point. I think we've done a lot to run away and to turn from God and his love for our, for our people, for us, for, for our nation. I think abortion is a huge stain on our behalf. I think slavery is also a huge stain on our behalf. The difference is we as a nation rose above it, and we have done our best to actually right those wrongs. Believe what you want to believe, but this country actually did the complete opposite. We've gone so far as to not only denounce slavery, but now to treat people who who were... Uh, Sorry, my airline. We, we have gone so far as to treat people of one color better than another. We've gone so far as to say that if you are black, you can get into this school with a lower SAT or ACT score than someone who is of Asian descent. It's not right, folks. You know, if I'm hiring a person, if I'm hiring a CEO, I want the best person for the job, male or female, color doesn't matter. I want the best person for the job, bar none. But we have a lot of people. We have a lot of businesses out there. And we have a government. And we have a vice president who is running for president who chose his running mate based upon her genitalia and based upon the color of her skin, the pigmentation of her skin. Now, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry for saying this. 
There is no difference between men and women, black and white. There is no difference in the IQ level of those people. No difference. Black people and white people are just as smart on average. Men and women are just as smart, just as intelligent on average. But yet, we have a vice president who chose the person that he wanted based upon the color of her skin, the pigmentation, and the fact that she is a woman. He didn't choose her because of her qualifications. He chose her because those were the two things that he was trying to shore up, the female vote and the black vote. And if you think that's okay, you are a sick individual. You are a sick, sick individual if you think it's okay to do that. Because if you believe that that's okay, then you're willing to do the exact thing that you condemn the other side of doing. That's where we are, folks. That's just what I believe. Anyway, thanks for stopping by. Hope I didn't uh, upset you too bad. But if I did, drop me a line. I'd like to know what you think, especially if you disagree with me. I really want to know if you think what you think if you disagree with me on this. I'm not out here to, to insult. I'm not here to inflame. I'm not here to, to uh, anger people. But I am on here to make you think. And perhaps if there's something I said that stirs within you a little bit, maybe you need to look into what you believe and see if perhaps you might be on the wrong side. I might be on the wrong side, and that's why I'm willing to listen to other people. That's why I'm listen, listening to other commentators. That's why I listen to people on the left and the right. I want to know what other people believe. And then I can form my opinion based upon those things that I understand and I know. That's what I ask everybody else to do. I'm not on here to tell you what to think. I'm on here to help you find out what you believe and to form your opinions. You know, it's kind of a sad state of affairs that people used to go to college to learn how to think, and that's no longer the case. Now you go to college to learn what to think. They used to teach you how to think for yourself, how to understand, how to research, how to know, how to learn, how to grow. Now you go to school and you become a sheep like everybody else. You come out talking about things that critical race theory, things that mean nothing, things that have no value in our life at all. You come home, these kids are coming home and they're, they're hating their parents for things that they think their parents did. They're hating their grandparents. They're putting down family members. They're tearing families apart because of what their college professor told them. It's a sad, sad state of affairs, folks, and we really need to change it. We got to hurry up and turn this ship around. And that's why I hope you're going to vote for Trump this fall. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun election, guys. Once again, thanks for stopping by. I'll talk to you later.